Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hello, everyone, and welcome. If you've um, surfed into the program, you're on air with Michelle Mache. Good to connect with all of you. Hey, in the chat, good to see you, uh, my co-pilots, cohorts, and sound engineers. Um, if you're in the States or wherever you are and you celebrate Thanksgiving, um, happy Thanksgiving or Gratitude Day. Um, I kind of like feel gratitude, I don't know, around this time of the year. Um, it kind of starts with the back to school of September. And as we get October, November, um, I guess it's my my Native American roots and um, the love of cycles that I go start going a, a bit more inward really looking around, really, um, well, some reminiscing, but little life reviews all the time. So I kind of start, I start my new year early uh, with looking at stuff, and you all are a big part of that, listeners, guests um, as well. Uh, So welcome um, in the chat, and uh, let me know how the sound is, please. I do see callers on the line, which is great. If you do have a question or a comment, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And press 1 on the keypad. Okay, Tamara in the house, welcome. Okay, and uh, yeah, callers, if you do have a question or a comment, please press 1 um, on the keypad or if you want a reading. And as always, I want to just thank everyone that's been leaving their appreciation comments on iTunes, um, some of you are leaving reviews and comments. I really appreciate that. It uh, helps the algorithm so more people can find awakenings. Hello, Denise from Australia. Welcome. Welcome and hugs. Yeah. Oh, camera listening while making pies for Thanksgiving tomorrow. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. I still love it if you can call in the, the, the person that drives the truck and they listen to Awakenings, but someone in Hawaii that listens while they're biking, um, training. I love the vacuuming. Uh, yeah, email me how you listen to Awakenings or put it on our Awakenings community page. We've got a great um, community page, group page. I like to call it a community page, uh, group page on Facebook. Great insights, input. Some um, real sharings, which I really like. Um, of course, inspired, up, you know, empowering, but also speaking of the challenges that have been going on for most of us, especially if you have a lot of fire or earth in your chart. Oh, which reminds me, by the way, I did post a new uh, YouTube uh, reading. Tuned in to the higher self, spirit guides, angelic realm. I really went deep. I did a reading for each of these signs. Um, or elements. So I did a reading for the earth signs 
air signs, fire signs, and water signs. And each sign did respectively come up. And then I did a little bit of um, pranic healing at the end. Um, So if you stay for that or skip to, I think water sign was the last one. Um, I didn't timestamp the, maybe I'll go back. Or someone that can timestamp it for me, the energy work at the end. I promised everyone I would do a deeper reading. Because I've been doing readings while I was at the beach, at the park with Yoshi. (laughs) There was a lot of wind. But I wanted to share a little bit of what grounds me and in these transitional turbulent times. You know, what do I do to cope? Um, So, yeah, I do, you know, a lot of walking, some running, but get on my bike, dance, obviously meet with friends, go within, cry, scream, (laughs) in between. Have a donut and a decaf Americano, vegan donut. Um, yeah, but really getting on my bike, the movement, the movement. Uh, I have a mini Pilates machine. You know, I've been talking a lot about this on my blog on soulplayground.life. Um, by the way, sign up for it if you want some extra insights and support. Um, also get on the, the mailing list for the monthly, the monthly happenings. Uh, I do tune in for the month. And you can sign up for that at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com and personal work, et cetera, et cetera, or more information about me or what I'm doing, um, info at soulplayground.life. Info at soulplayground.life for the personal stuff, all things awakenings, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And please, please, that goes for PR people, publishers, marketers, authors. Um, I'm very open. I love, um, I did this even when I had my television show. I, I like, I'm, you know, fair, like a lot of people are like, oh, I got to get this. We, have, we happen to have an amazing person on today, best guest, bestseller list. Um, but I am the gal, I am the girl that I've always, you know, since the first concert I went to, which I think I was 14 years old or 13 years old, I, I love it before, the, before people pop. You know, I like going into the, Backyard, you know, I remember seeing Los Lobos. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people I saw before they blew up, right? You know, in the, in the, in the backyard, the garage band or the um, dingy club, you know. Um, God, who? Oh, Almond Brothers. I mean, so many, so many. Um, and even current ones as well. DJs. Because I just love, you know, I'm, I'm connected to my soul. I love art, music, entertainment. I, I love the mind. I love, I just love the all that is or source energies, God expressing as us, the brilliance, expressing the brilliance. So whether it's museums and art or galleries or great authors getting books, you know, I have tons of books. I just love that self-expression, creative expression. But I do like picking little gems. You know, like we had Elizabeth Dumont on and, you know, the lioness and the crab book and, you know, um, Beyond Orion. Uh, so, yeah, so I love that. And, you know, we've had some of the biggies in the, you know, that are more well-known. Let's just put it that way because I feel everyone's a biggie and a great in their own right. Um, but we do have a great guest today, so I hope you stick around uh, for him. And um, something that I've been Focusing more on in my workshops, you know, I developed um, high vibes 
as well as liberate your life, releasing the core wounding and core belief. It's possible now. We have individually and collectively done enough emotional clearing, repatterning, inner work. I mean, it still comes up, but it's time to work with the mind, mindset, brain, you know, heart and brain, brain power, looking at the brain differently. So we do have on at the second half of the program, John Astorup is going to be coming on, and he's a New York Times bestseller, um, selling author, and we're going to talk about his book, Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. So I'm really um, excited to have him on. And uh, you can find out more information by going to ignitemybrain.com. I mean, just all this technology, it's dovetailing, right? It's the spiritual, you know, in the te- in tech with, you know, connecting, you know, intersecting, as I like to say, um, with technology. And it all comes, that's, not a, that's why I'm not worried about singularity. Oh, we're going to. The machine's going to take over and this. No, 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 no. Consciousness bumps up. Consciousness is like, you know, the live energy, the source energies. No matter what we create, it will never completely be infused. Um, you know, it's all consciousness anyway. Our cars, everything. Everything holds consciousness. But to quantify that, consciousness is always ahead. You know, it's always you know, leaps and bounds. So, yeah, I'm not worried about becoming a machine or, you know, whatever. But we do have a, the way to tap into that higher level consciousness or expanding consciousness through, you know, getting in that meditative state or trance states or focus states or, or opening. You know, there's a lot of techniques. And finding out more, you know, science is really doing a lot of research on this. So, Excited to have John on. Okay, so we are going to get to callers. I do see callers. Please, if you're in the queue and you have a question or a comment or you would like a reading, press 1, and I'm going to um, let's see. I love the conversation. Banana cream and chocolate pecan in the chat. Ooh, I love pecan pie. So I wanted to, like I said, we have this great a group, Awakenings group, um, in the chat. And um, I wanted to get to a question by um, James, who always has insightful questions. And I love his post about not wanting to be up on a pedestal because you might be wrong. And my comment was that you might be right. <laughs> I'm not a fan of pedestals, uh, perceived or self-imposed, um, even at home or even when I go to friend's house. I like to sit on the floor a lot anyway. So, all right. I also want to um, open this part of the show uh, with a a little bit of insight for everyone and focus. And it's interesting. I pulled a card for this show and we're talking about brain power and creativity and the soul, you know, creativity is the realm of the soul. You know, it's, you could interchange soul expression or self-expression. Is what we're really here to do. Learning is a byproduct. Because it's not necessarily necessary to be on this earth plane and learn. Some people learn a lot. Some people a little. We're just really here to be the slice of source energies as we are, our individuated aspect of the all that is, or individuated aspect of God, whatever. 
the mediating intelligence to the innate intelligence. But we have that innate intelligence within us. Anyway, here it is. Your soul longs to express itself in creative ways. Your guides, whatever your belief system, your guides, the higher realm, your higher self, your spirit guides, the angelic realm or angels are guiding you to infuse artistry and creativity into your life. Creative expression makes you feel alive and excited and reignites passion towards your life. All righty. So let's get to what uh, James' question uh, is. Let's see. And I am been taking a lot. Just some of the questions I have, I've been collating them. Um, thank you all that have emailed me questions. Some of you have emailed me um, dreams. And I, I think I'm going to devote a whole show or, to just the questions and the dreams and maybe have call in. Because some of the dreams that people have sent in are kind of long, and I, I really want to be able to give the honor and the respect to the, your path and process. So I want to be able to spend more time. So I don't know when the next scheduling of me doing a whole show is. Um, Sadie would know this. I have to ask her, but um, it might be after the year. But please do, go and please do send in your emails and you know uh, email your questions in you know, in, as well as topic suggestions. I, I do get to them. Um, but the dream one, some of them, they were kind of lengthy. You know, so a couple of weeks ago I touched on one. So at the beginning of the program, I try to do something that perhaps is going to be a little more generalized. But I will be doing that. And also I posted on my Facebook page, I was uh, quoted, because I am trained in uh, dream therapy, uh, Jungian, and um yeah, I, I contributed to an article. So that's on Facebook, and it's about relationships and what some dream symbolism says about the state of your relationship. So it's a good article, and I'm a small part of it. Okay, here's from James. Hey, Michelle. So manifesting on the earth plane takes time and intention. Apparently in the afterlife, real world, manifesting is instantaneous because you don't have time slowing you down. But what checks and balances are in place in the afterlife to stop you from manifesting stupid stuff? Just curious. I like Okay. Um, kind of reminds me of my mom, you know, when I was a little kid. And people, you know, sometimes would be afraid of spirits. And, and sometimes I would, because I would see a lot on the astral plane or ghosts, you know. Um, I remember the headless guy in, the, in our stairwell. <laughs> in our stairway. I mean, I would, because, you know, a lot of times lower level frequency uh, manifestations can come through. Uh, we had some situations with poltergeist. Um, but I would seeing spirits. But my mom used to say, the only people you have to be afraid of is, is, the, is the live people. <laughs> so, and it's true because spirits, uh, they have to have your agreement and they have to come through you. And we, we do have, you know, um, as earth beings, we do have a lot of power empowerment. So we don't have to be influenced or taken over so that being said whatever we're manifesting whatever is happening there has to be enough group agreement there has to be enough resonance to hold something in there needs to be if there's if there's complete resonance what happens is the 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 manifestation as is is it disappears just like when you have a really great conversation you're back and forth and you're like you can feel chills you know and you you get it and then someone says 
you know, well, what did you guys talk about? And you can't remember all of it because you, it, you so became it. You can also try this with a metronome. I used to do this in my meditation class. I would bring in a metronome, and if you clap at the exact same time as the metronome, you will hear no sound. So for something to stay on the planet, it has to be a little bit off. There has to be enough dissonance, enough untruth to keep it anchored. Absolute truth is subsumed into the all that is, right? So manifesting on the earth plane takes time and intention. Not necessarily. I mean, time is the vehicle, the unfolding. It's not necessarily that we have to take time. It's, a, it's an incremental I look at time as how much space is in between something. If I plant a seed, how much space we call time in between the time I plant the seed and it sprouts. And then there's another, and there's stages within that. There's some kind of unfolding. So if we're manifest, people can manifest things without having the intention. We manifest a lot by resonance. What's going on? Because we're always manifesting. You manifest from the ego, from the wounded aspect of our beings and manifest from the higher self. Intention brings our manifestations, allows them to have more awareness, perhaps. So we're manifesting beings, you know, what we, but it has to also be, there is a group reality. There is a consensus reality. So no matter how much I would want people to believe the sky is green People are not going to do that unless they're culty types, unless I develop a cult and, you know, people, and even then behind my back, they would be saying, you know, I like Michelle, what she's saying, but she's whack, you know, but we all know the sky is really blue, you know, the clouds are not, you know, purple. So, yeah, we've consent, and this is why I like working with the tarot and other divination tools or oracles, or you could say tools that reference the archetypal energy. Because like it or not, we all are part of an archetypal system. We all are part of a system. And we've agreed to it, and it's been handed or passed down to us. That's We're changing that now. We're up-leveling it. We're updating it. But it's within us. You know, if I see something that, you know, has two wheels, you know, and not a, you know, and not motorized and it looks like a bicycle, you know, because I've seen one and I've ridden one that we're going to call that a bicycle. So in the after world of real world, it's instant, manifesting can be instantaneous on this dimension as well. Just depends what you're manifesting. We manifest a lot of instantaneous things. They may be smaller, but, or they may add up. In other words, if you may not know, you may be in your life and you've been doing all these little, you know, manifestations, you've been living out all these different realities, and then you may, it may prep you for something. I've done this before. Like sometimes people will say, God, you manifested that quickly. You know, like, oh, wow, you've got that TV project. Wow, you manifested that. You were just talking about that the other day, Michelle. Well, yes, but what was I doing beforehand you know wow you meant you just you wanted a, a pilates instructor or teacher wow you manifested that you were thinking about doing pilates we had that call and boom but no i've been thinking about it you know either consciously or unconsciously it's been in my realm it's been in my realm of possibilities so in many ways what we draw in are possibilities or probabilities you know and of course 
quantum physics talks about this as well as, you know, string theory, when you get into the idea of that there are different universes or different possibilities, there's different streams that we can go down or go through, depending on where we're at in consciousness. So on the afterlife, now what's interesting, the afterlife, ah, that's a good point. It is what it is. The totality of the all that is, it's present on the other, in the all that is, in the other dimension, if you want to call afterlife. There really isn't, the manifesting is making it earth. Manifesting really only happens on the earth plane. We don't need to manifest in other dimensions. That's what we're coming here to do. We're stepping down in frequency to make something in this denser physical form. Other dimensionally, we're group beings. We're not really separated out. Now, if you're talking about living on different planets, that kind of thing, well, that's still within the realm of the solar system, within the realm of earth. So it has some of the same rules, so to speak. But think about this. If we are the orange, you know, the orange has segments. When you cross over, you're, you're the orange again. You're all of it. You're not, the segments only happen on the earth plane. So what seems to be separate is only separated out. Nothing is separate. It's only separated out by vibration so that we can do this earth game. We can enjoy things that seems separate to us. We long for that lover. We long for that love that is us. But part of the game, because, you know, we're playing things out in a polarity plane, right? There's duality. We have the longing. We have the separating and the connecting. We have the moving apart and the coming together. We have the electrical and the magnetic. So, yeah, there is no... um, you know, when you have beings that have, you know, crossed over, friends or family, you know, and they're helping you, they're, 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 in the, they're in the oneness. You know, now you can believe in there can be, yes, lower level energies and people that are stuck more astrally and playing things out that are more earth games. Um, but I have found, just like when I do channeling, the people that have crossed over, um, it's funny, on the other side, I, I've really never met someone that's holding a grudge. I mean, they may still have some of their, or display some of their snarky energy, you know, that they did. But sometimes, you know, as a medium, when I'm w- working with somebody or aligning and then tuning in for them, they'll say, you know, someone will come through and, and would love, you know, oh, Barbara, who's Barbara? Barbara or Aunt Bar- Oh, that's oh, she hated me. Why would she come through? And I'm like, they're not doing the same game. They're, they're not hating, you know, on the other side. It's a different, um, you know, unless they're stuck. But I really have only met one or two at a trauma, you know. There can be, yeah, lower level expression. Everything is possible, you know, to some degree. Um, but for the most part, people aren't playing those same things out. So I hope that brings – so the checks and balances are frequency. The checks and balances are its consensus reality. That's why we have what we have. That, that's why there's so much push to do the emotional healing, to do the emotional clearing, the repatterning, to get more to the truth, the soul, not the wounded aspect, not living out of woundedness, out of stuck states. That's why, you know, books like, you know, what our guest is going to be talking about, Unlock your brain's hidden power. Changing the mindset. We do have the power, the empowerment to make the changes in our world and in our life 
individually and collectively. You know, it's really about, and I like, it is, it is really about learning the science of it. How do you do it? I mean, even like I was talking to someone the other day about um, mindfulness or meditation. That's not the goal. Big deal. You know, the, 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 if there is a goal in meditation, is what the meditation teacher will say, is to be in the meditative state. It's like when I was studying dance, yeah, I did bar work. I did all kinds of exercises. That's what meditation is. That's what mindfulness. It's an exercise that eventually you're to be living that way. You know, some people are like, oh, I meditated two hours, and, but then they're stressed the rest of the day. No, big deal. That's no brownie points for that. It's better to be able to tune in, you know, with, uh, what do I want to say, minute by minute, three minutes here, five minutes there, a minute there. It's better to turn in, tune into that which you already are in consciousness. So I do feel there's things with the sound healing, you know, energy healing, working, you know, Dr. Maynard, the, the physicist, talked about this on the program, working with the subtle energy. As we understand the science, which is simply a system, you know, quantifiable also, you know, system that has some check research and checks and balances, whatever it is, working with, the you know, brain states. That's what you do in meditation. You know, there's a lot that can happen. Look, like when I went to hypnotherapy school and, one of the big sayings with a couple of my professors were, it's not about the hypnotherapy, the state. It's not about hypnosis. It's what do you do in that state? What do you do in that state of consciousness or awareness, that expanded state of consciousness? So getting into that, it's just like, okay, yeah, I can kick my legs up in the air. Well, are you guys going to pay 50 to $100 to see a bunch of dancers doing bar work? No, I don't think so. Or football players, are you going to pay the football players, see them, you know, whatever it is, they crash into that bag, you know, the exercises they do. Actually, I like them watching exercises more than the game. But you get what I'm saying. We don't pay to see the prep. I mean, maybe in a, you know, how they do on the shows now, DVD, you know, they have the bonus. Yeah, that's interesting. But you're not going to watch hours of preparing and making something happen. It's the living in that state. It's the, you know, you don't necessarily want to watch hours of somebody preparing for a role on stage or in film or TV or whatever, you know, or the singer doing their scales. You want to see the concert. You want to hear the song. So, yeah, it's about living the song, and that's the, che- the checks and balances are resonance. Are, does it resonate? Is it in the now? Is it life-enhancing? Is it in alignment more with expanded consciousness, the unity, the unification that's happening, is it moving towards unity, you know, celebrating the individuated aspect of the all that is, so celebrating our individuality, our uniqueness, in tandem or cooperation with the group. So that's the new dynamic. So things that are more fitting in with that will tend to last. Okay, hope that makes sense. Let's get the callers. Hello, oh, welcome. Great. You're on Awakenings. Oh, You're on air. Welcome. I know. Can you hear me? Oh, Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. yes oh, great. Let me put my you. earplugs in. Hold on for a second. I've been listening intently. 
this is the first time I ever heard you, so this is really cool. And what's really fascinating is God put me together with you because I'm a professional artist for 60 years, and I'm working while you're talking. So I am in the realm of channeling. Yay! I love that. I love that. So, yes. Um, may I have your first name? Yes, my name is Eileen. Yes. Hi, Eileen. Welcome to the program. Okay. Thank you. So I've been doing a lot of life work on myself for a long time, and I've had many different mm-hmm. sessions, and it's interesting that you're talking about hypnosis and all that. So can you give me an update of what's going on in my in my realm? You know, like a little mini reading. Okay, so... Yeah, well, what's your question? Because you got to, there's a lot in your realm, right? So let's, what do we want to I know. hone in on? What do I want to focus right? on? Okay, so yeah. being a, a devotee to God, expression through color and light like and form that. and all of that, oh, and, yeah. and I world travel wherever I'm sent to do my mission. Um, I know that I'm not supposed to be alone because I know that I, that I deserve a partner who also has a life mission to to uh, fulfill and love and live and create for himself so he can have that connection like I do that I'm so in love with, as mm-hmm. I need freedom, you see. So that's always the dichotomy is like, how do I have the partner and still have my my focus on this transmission that I'm yeah. doing? Because you need, it's like so sad, you need, you need, yeah, you need space. Need, you need creative space, but you'd want the closeness as well. I see that. Yes, and I go ahead. I know it's coming. I just want to know if you see it's coming. Okay. I mean, sooner than later, because I've been alone yes. for seven years. Yes. Okay, let's see. Well, the first thing that I heard, and I don't know your chart, but it, I, I heard the Jupiter going into Sag is, is really good for you. I, I yes, feel I know next year, I Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. So I feel like there's yeah, some aspects in my seventh house. Oh, no wonder. Well, there the guide said Jupiter and Sag is going to be good for you. I feel a fiery time and a fiery individual. So I want to say most likely um, March. Indiv- yeah. Sometime I, I feel like around the spring, and I feel like that, that Jupiter and Sag is really going to highlight that area Eileen, it could be, and you know, mentioned travel, but it could be around local or short, a short trip that you, um, because I feel like there's a lot of coming and going. There's a lot. Do you show your work? Are you doing some kind of, or working with others, like a symposium, or I feel like there's an artist, I do, there's some banding together. Some, yeah, go ahead. I do street shows. I do street shows. I do art festivals. I've been doing art oh, shows since 1972. Okay. And I just did okay, so you, my third home design and remodel show. Yeah, home, my, first, my third home design and remodel show. So, But that's not artists. That's basically companies that do home design and remodel products. You know what I mean? Well, it's all art. Yeah, but we I have slice, I have a you know. I have two shows hairs on that, but whatever. It does, I have two yeah, shows in January. I have two shows in February, and I have a show in March. Okay, so I'm leaning towards the March, and it is around a show, and um, 
yeah, you're showing your work. and Because I see a lot of people. That's why I didn't know if it was a symposium, conference, something, or a show, art show. There's a lot of people in and out. Um, I don't know that he – I feel like he's somehow around you or in related fields. I don't know that he does um, – there's some similarity with the art, but I don't feel it's exactly it's not how exactly how you're doing it. Um but why uh-huh. is he there? Let me see. Some guys are laughing to connect with her. I said, Why is he there to connect oh, good. with you? So you're right. It's right around the hustle bustle that you have coming up in the in the spring. So you're right on and it's the Jupiter and Sag is blessing that blessing that house and opening the door for you. It's time. All right, Eileen, keep us posted, okay? Good to connect with you. Yeah. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Bye. You're so welcome. I'll keep listening. Okay, cool. Hello, welcome. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the program. Hi, Mary Beth. Welcome. Thank you. Um, I had a question. This year I started a business and I kind of lost motivation for a little while. And I want to see if you see it picking back up or me oh, yeah. maybe taking it in a different back. direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. You just needed a break. You've been, you were overdue, overdue. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of people right now, all signs, but I want to say especially Earth, um, well, no, all signs, actually. Well, maybe not as much. I feel the air signs need to be taking a break, but the earth, fire, and water have been going, oh, my God, I get, oh, my God, I can't do it. Oh, my God, I, gotta need, I need a break, I need a break. Or you just have just, something's just turned off, you know, the little, the faucet's turned off, and that's your higher self intervening. I want to suggest to everyone, if you can take the time off right now, daydream more, sleep more, lay around more, I don't know, Netflix more, whatever. I love my international shows. <laughs> I watch my little international whodunit shows, suspense and stuff. Um, the walks, the, 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 you know, not even talking. If you can walk by yourself or with a friend along the beach or neighborhood or whatever. Um, yes, any resting you can do because I really feel that January on, for many of you, January on, especially the earth and fire signs, and then I would say March, April, May for the rest is really going to be boom. A lot of stuff that you feel like, Mary Beth, you feel like you've been working on and and then just didn't happen, those seeds have actually been germinating and they're going to be sprouting. So we want to be in touch with our higher selves you know, our inner guidance so that we can make the right decisions, you know, and not get caught in any loops. So, Mary Beth, I feel, yeah, your inspiration is going to come back. Your energy is going to come back. I want to say probably around a little bit more in December towards the end of the year, but I really feel more around the 15th of January. And there is something new that you're going to be doing. Does that make sense? There's something new. Um, um, it's going to be new work-wise. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what that would be, but that's exciting. Okay. You haven't planted any. What were you doing July, July and August? Could have started May, June, but then I feel July, August, there was some, you were making some decisions. What, what was that about? 
Well, I started the company kind of really full force in May, and then um, the end of June, beginning of July is kind of when I really got out there. Okay. So it's something new. Then what you're doing is new, I feel. It is. It's new. It's very new. That's what the guys are saying. That's why they're saying you're going to be doing something new. So I'm looking at whatever you were doing in the past. So whatever you were doing May, June, and then the decisions and what you're doing in July, August, that's what you're going to be doing. That's the newness in your life from what you were doing January, February, or last year. Yeah. So it's coming back. It's coming back around. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, I just, I'm not censoring. That's just, uh, and I think for many of you, it's what the reading that I said, your soul longs to express itself in creative ways. Creative expression makes you feel alive and excited and reignites passion towards your life. But you do have to take a break. Um, and Mary Beth, I would say this for you, any of the artists, I work with all kind of levels of, you know, levels of, you know, whether um, fulfillment, success, or financial success, and work with some pretty, you know, people you'd know of, A-list celebrities or people that are in bands or musicians or whatever, and they all, what I tell you, they're one of their keys to success, and they all say the same thing, is like after they do something for a while or they put that album out, you know, or they've been touring for a while or they get off of a show – they all rest or they do something different. They go to the farm or they, some of them that are musicians, they start, they do their, they have sculpting or they do painting or they work in their garden or they renovate the house, but they give that creative outlet a break, right? It, and that's what I feel right now for you, Mary Beth. It's giving it a break so that you have even more laser light focus. Okay. Yeah. That it's going to so come back because I, I was I was loving it, and then I just lost my motivation, and, and I started to not enjoy it, and I was thinking, is this not for me? What am I doing wrong? But that totally makes sense, so thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. One of the things I want to suggest, too, that I've been doing is I put a clear quartz. Um, I have a little ledge on my, um, you know, uh, headboard or head, yeah, headboard. Um, just just enough for a nice size crystal, two to three inches. Um, I have a very, very, very sparkly clear quartz. But if you can tape it, you know, um, above, if that doesn't work, so it works on the crown chakra, so it's closed, that will help you amplify your dreams or your vision, amplify your vision so you can begin to see more clearly. It also helps the mental, get mental clarity. It's been bringing me in some kick-ass, lucid dreaming and visions. Um, and it's also, again, the clear quartz is an accelerant, right? It's an amplifier. It also clears energy. Um, whatever you need to do and your intention is there, whether you're connected to your higher self, whatever you need to do mentally and emotionally, that could help you do that um, in waking up with more energy. So that is just a little thought there. Let's get to our next caller. Hello. Welcome to the program. You're on Hello, Michelle. Hello. Hi. And who am I speaking with? Shanika. Pardon me, I didn't hear that. Teresa? Not Shanika. Shanika. Yes. Uh, 
Okay, I have a question. I'm in a relationship with a woman, and um, she seems like she's opening up more now. And um, just I was wondering, can this relationship go further? And um, I guess what you pick up about it and the insight. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Um, And it also seems like a good match. Well, it's funny because I do feel her energy. She's very kind of gently soft, like a little opening, Mm -hmm. opening. You're Mm -hmm. more the driver driving. You're the have more yang energy, but you also you open. But then you kind of you haven't done it yet because she hasn't fully opened. She's she's nervous that you're going to pull back a little bit. Or get busy. Oh, That's what I'm hearing. So I don't. She knows. Yeah. So trust the way that it's unfolding. But I do feel you're very um, protective of her and nurturing. It's quite beautiful to see. Um, but I do see that it's a good partnership. I do. Let's see what's coming up for the. Yeah, I just see. I see more. Um, there could be some changes in December a little bit. What is that? Do you guys have different schedules or something? Or is one going to one family or one do I feel like December is a little bit, um, or it could be with time off from work, or do we go on a trip? Mm-hmm. There, there's like a lot of confusion, a lot of activity around. And mm-hmm. then January, I feel you really get settled into a nice routine, you know, a nurturing okay. routine, not boring but a nurturing mm-hmm. routine. So I don't okay. know if this is maybe a new relationship. There could be family stuff, you know, or you have three days off. Oh, I thought you had that day off, or I'm going to go here. Did you want to go? Oh, I can't. I got to do. So there's some chippy choppy, choppy chop, choppy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and then I feel that it uh, evens out. Yeah. Okay. It evens out. So okay. just enjoy it, right? Okay, okay. Just be in that flow if you can. I okay. know it's hard in the beginning of a relationship, right? Yes. <laughs> it can it's uh always stuff comes up, but you know, I just I told a, fr- a friend of mine that. I said, "Well, you're in the romantic mergy phase. Stuff is going to come up, but better it comes mm-hmm. up sooner." I always say people are more evolved when their mask doesn't stay on for a year or two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so that next month I have a so, court yeah. date with mm-hmm. so, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll be traveling it. next okay. month. <laughs> oh, then that's it then. That's it. Because, yeah, so the travel, I don't think she's going. There's just some. No. But then January, nice routine. Nice routine. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. I'm going to keep listening, and thanks for calling in. Okay. All right, everyone, it is time for our Awakening Dialogue. Um, those of you who are just joining us, um, I talked about uh, our guests at the top of the program. If you're just tuning in, this is the time that we do our Awakening Dialogue and Conversation. Today we have with us John Asaroff, who's a behavioral and mindset um, expert. His most recent book is Inner Size, The Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. He's also the author of the New York Times bestsellers, Having It All and The Answer. He's also uh, a serial entrepreneur, brain researcher, and he's the CEO of Neurogym. You can find out more information about him by going to ignitemybrain.com. Hello, John. Welcome to the program. 
Hey there, it's great to be on. Hey, great to have you on. I was so excited um, because there's so much buzzing around right now with moving more into, you know, talk, with heart math, with the brain, and the conversation of the brain, you know, brain between the brain and the heart, and how can we use our brain better and, and you know, use the brain as a tool basically to change our life, which is what your book is all about. So um, excited Absolutely. to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, one of the one of the visuals I'd love to start with is uh, a lot of people okay. think of their brain as, you know, like one thing. But what if you instead thought of your brain as an orchestra with a lot of different musicians, and you're the conductor, and your job is to get all of the musicians in concert or in harmony. Mm-hmm. So, what would that look like? Because you know, when we think of brain, we think of thinking. And, we, and a lot of times thinking people think, you know, don't looping thoughts, you know, how do I get my, my thoughts um, positive or towards what I want, you know, optimal in my life. Um, and it's funny you say is you were the conductor because many people's brain and mind run them instead of them using it as a tool. Yeah, and one of the things that I talk about you know, in the book is that we actually have, you know, two brains. And, you know, uh, okay. I talk about in the book that we have an Einstein brain uh, that could come up with all of our dreams and solutions and imagination and goals and thinking. Uh, and then we have the Frankenstein mm-hmm. brain that comes up with all of the negative thoughts oh. and disempowering emotions and disempowering behaviors that keeps us stuck. And the challenge is most people have never mm. been given the user's manual for their brain of how different parts of their brain right. work and how to actually utilize their brain in their favor. So they end up being a victim of disempowering Mm. or negative or limiting thoughts that lead to disempowering emotions and behaviors. And so when I wrote Inner Size, it's all about the new science to understand a little bit more about how to use the brain that you already have better so you achieve your goals faster. Now let me ask you, John, how did you get – I mean, even having it all, the you know, you, you've been in this field for a while. What brought you to this field, not just through the written, but the interest? You know, what got you thinking about understanding this more and using it as a tool? Uh, uh, great question. When I was uh, in high school, uh, I didn't graduate, number one, but I was at the bottom of my class, and every class other than chemistry and biology, and I was fascinated with how things worked. I was fascinated with uh, all the inner workings of of, uh, the human, Um, but I didn't do well in any of the other um, classes, and I ended up with low self-worth and low self-esteem and limiting beliefs about uh, how well, you know, I would do in life, and when I was 19 years old, I was introduced to uh, a gentleman who was really pretty brilliant on the human brain and what formulates our self-esteem and self-worth and our confidence and our emotions and our behaviors. And he started to share with me that there's a difference between our conscious brain and what its functions were and our subconscious brain, which is what runs our automatic patterns and our automatic thoughts and emotions and Mm. behaviors and what ultimately drives our results. So he taught me how to retrain or reprogram my subconscious mind when I was 19. 
And so I started wow. to apply some of the principles, you know, 40 um, years ago, or yeah, actually about 38 years ago. And, um, and my life started to change. I, I started to work. Uh, I started to earn money. I learned how to invest. I learned how to feel confident in myself. I learned how to let go of the limiting beliefs that were holding me back, like I'm not good enough or not smart enough or not worthy to achieve what I want. And it was through a series, you know, of what I call our inner sizes today, which are, you know, we've come a long way with mental and emotional techniques to change your subconscious. And he was the first person who told me that I didn't have to settle for my results or I didn't have to settle for my beliefs or my feelings of what I could achieve mm. or not. Um, and so I didn't have any idea that I could be more in control and I could be more deliberate. And so I applied what he taught me. And then I ended up from the age of 27 to 37 building a company with 1,500 salespeople. Um, and I taught everything I, he taught me to them. And collectively, uh, my company did $4.5 billion a year in sales. And so I've taught, um, you know, what's in my book, Inner Size, to millions of people now around the world. But it started off with it working for me and on me, then through several companies that I've built over the last 30 years. And then I wanted to write about it. I wanted to teach it. I wanted to give people the secrets to the kingdom, and that's their own brain. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's just been a fascinating journey because science is finally giving us more of the answers we, we need to let go of, you know, fear of failure, or fear of being embarrassed or ashamed or ridiculed or judged, which are debilitating fears, you know, or feeling like we're too old or too young or we've been out of the workforce too long and, you know, we, we can't find our place. Uh, these are all constructs in our brain. And so yeah. for the first time in the history of our species, we actually have a, a better understanding of how our brain functions and more importantly, what we can do to get it to function optimally so that we are more empowered and positive versus disempowered and either negative or discouraged. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you the limiting thoughts or what holds us back, mm-hmm. is what I, to get your take on that. There's understand that there's either like a biochemical response in the brain to certain thoughts and feelings. So is it possible for people to get kind of stuck or addicted to this, to this kind of maybe lower level thinking? Absolutely. And, and the first thing to, to understand, let, let's, let's differentiate thoughts from thinking. So thoughts oh, okay. are random and we have between 35,000 to 50,000 random thoughts a day. So the first question is, like, where are they coming from? And the answer is, well, we yeah. have 100 billion brain cells um, that have been conditioned to react to internal or external stimuli. And it does so in the form of thoughts and automatic emotions that causes feelings. And so first, we don't have to get mm-hmm. discouraged by automatic thoughts because we got 100 billion brain cells that are communicating with each other based on what's in your memory bank. So there's positive thoughts, there's negative thoughts, there's disempowering thoughts, there's uh, sexual thoughts, there's you know, uh, imagination thoughts, there's all of this stuff that we, that we use as part of our uh, brain's abilities and it's part of the subconscious conditioning. Uh, and then we have thinking. Wow. 
right? So thinking is actually a conscious, deliberate act of paying attention and having a dialogue about what's going on. So what we can do, and we teach people several inner sizes, um, for example, inner size number two in the book is called AYA, A-I-A. And AYA trains people, not just through the book, but I also am giving people who uh, buy my new book uh, eight audios to train them, uh, which are valued at $199, $197. But AYA, number one, is learning to become aware of your thoughts without judging them without allowing them to control you. So you become aware of your thoughts, the emotions, feelings, sensations, and maybe even the behaviors that you are uh, engaged in. And then in the state of awareness, you then ask yourself, what's my intention? Is my intention to be negative? Is my intention to be sad? Is my intention to be angry, mad, or whatever the case might be? The answer is no. My intention is to be happy. My intention is to be focused. My intention is to get stuff done. And then you go, okay, what's mm. one action that I can use or take to actually do that? And so let's say one action is if I want to be happy, why don't I just look up and smile and think of somebody that I love? Well, in a mm. fraction of a second, you've gone from maybe a negative or disempowering thought to an awareness, an intention, and a behavior that flips the switch and puts you more in control. But more than that, it disrupts the negative or disempowering thought when you do that. And with a little bit of practice, Mm. you can start catching yourself and catch your thoughts. You can be more aware of your feelings. And um, an educated person in this field would say, you know, your thoughts or your feelings or emotions and even your results are nothing more than effects. So instead of focusing on the effect, why not focus on on the cause? Wow. So it's moving the causal point, it sounds like, from the subconscious or the random more to Tamara in the chat is putting conscious, so conscious or intentional. To deliver. Would that be correct? To deliver. To deliver. Whatever it is that you do deliberately and you repeat becomes a new subconscious pattern. Mm -hmm. So it becomes the cause and effect of itself. But unfortunately, most of us, you know, we're conditioned and trained by, you know, our parents, our teachers, and our experiences, our brothers, sisters, friends, and we became conditioned. And some people, yeah. unfortunately, uh, have become conditioned to have too many limiting beliefs, too many fears, yeah. uh, too many stories and excuses that hold them back, you know, too many issues with their self-image or self-esteem, and they've never been taught how to counter the conditioning that's happened for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And so mm-hmm. in the book, Inner Size, I have a series of over 20 inner sizes to help people, um, but also explain to people how to use their brain better so that they can achieve more of their goals instead of having, you know, hopes and dreams and goals that they want to achieve. Let's become goal achievers instead of goal havers. Mm-hmm. To actually achieve. This ties in a bit when you, you touched upon this, like what's passed down. If you can touch more, elucidate more on stuck states and getting over conditioned response patterns, because those are, they're passed on, but not necessarily overtly. Somehow, I don't know, osmosis, or we pick up on it, or, you know, and it becomes this truism. How do you separate that out? Um, 
and I guess begin to shift um, it. Sure. So the first part is to realize that um, in most cases, nobody did anything to you. You know, our parents tried to do mm-hmm. things for us. Our teachers tried to do things for us. But in many cases, mm-hmm. some of their beliefs are just flat out wrong. They're flat out disempowering. Mm-hmm. They're too restricting. Uh, and they're not the truth. Mm-hmm. But at some point in their lives, maybe it was the truth. Maybe it did you know, happen to them. Maybe it mm-hmm. did save them. But that doesn't mean it's the truth. But what happens right. to, to a young brain that is developing new beliefs and habits and perspectives uh, and paradigms and behaviors to a new brain, um, it doesn't question, is this right or wrong, legit or not, real or true or not? To a young three-year-old, five-year-old, seven-year-old, um, they're, they're absorbing their environment and what their parents and experiences is telling them without really the ability to question it. And the way that our brains work is whatever is programmed into the subconscious mind, whether deliberately or unintentionally, that's the program that runs most of your life. 95 to 98% of our lives are run by our subconscious programs. And so the first thing to do mm-hmm. is question your beliefs. Discover, you know, why, why do I have this fear? Why do I have this limiting mm. belief about myself, about what's possible? Let's start questioning, why is that there? And then let's start questioning the mm. evidence. Mm. And then in this time you of have reflection. To kind of stop. You have to stop and think. You have to reflect. Okay, yeah, you have to stop. Of course you do. Reflect. You have to stop yeah. and think to realize the, 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 the absurdity of most of it. And then you have to go on a process of retraining your brain. And if you think of your brain as having neuro muscles, um, the reason I wrote mm-hmm. Size again is if, if you remember Jack Lane back in the 60s and 70s, um, you know, he talked about exercise mm-hmm. to build your muscles and to strengthen your internal organs. Well, I designed mm-hmm. and built inner sizes to help people strengthen their neural muscles and their mental and emotional organs for, you know, for a visual for people to strengthen those parts of ourselves, which in most cases we've never done deliberately. Right. Hence, so hence this, the word inner, inner sizes size. is really harnessing this. It's an awareness, but then you have the tools to actually just like retraining muscles. You know, when you go work out or That's you do, exactly you know, um, restorative work. So you're re- you training and retraining. You got it. Like confidence yeah. is a neuro muscle. Tenacity, resolve is a neuro muscle. Willpower is a neuro muscle. Uh, most people never train them. They don't know how to. Your beliefs yeah. are neuro muscles. So we have, you know, beliefs that empower us and we have beliefs that disempower us. Well, what if there right. was a way that was oh, easy and fun and simple? Um, what if there was a way to say, hey, I don't want this limiting belief anymore. It's not serving me. So is there a way to deactivate it in the brain? Yes. Is there a way to create a counter belief that is more empowering? Yes. And so that's what I do in inner size. I give people the tools that, yes, you can change your brain to change your results in your life. Mm. Let me. So that's fascinating. We got in the chat. They're fascinated about the, 
your beliefs are can you wait just walk this back neural muscles well if you think about what what, how many beliefs is a baby born with and the answer is none none right yeah so a baby learns her beliefs from let's say she learns some of her beliefs from her mother and so you don't teach a baby a belief by saying hey baby here's your belief and you tell the baby one time Uh, you may have a dialogue about it you may share an experience with somebody they'll see you operating under the um, uh, guidance of that belief they'll see the results of that belief and over time a belief that wasn't there before was reinforced in the baby's brain and then that belief for whatever that category is is how the baby will behave and what the baby will expect until the baby learns how to challenge that belief if it needs to be challenged and how to create a new one until that time Mm. a baby will operate under the belief of the person or experience that caused it Mm -hmm. and so why are um Welfare recipients, for example, sixth, seventh, eighth generation welfare recipients, when we live in a society where we know how to earn money, we know how to get out of a funk, we know how to build a business, we know how to build an online business, an online business, we know how to lose weight, keep it off, we know how to uh, have a great relationship, we, we know all the how-tos available to achieve just about any goal that anybody who's listening wants. And so the question is, why aren't you? And the answer is because there must be some kind of mental or emotional block. And why not get mm-hmm. to it? And let's get rid of it. Mm. Got a couple of questions in the chat. One is, um, what is the, what do emotions have to do with the brain? And then the idea that, let's see, what is it? Does emotions affect the mindset or vice versa? So let's separate emotions from feelings once and for all so people understand from a brain perspective, emotions are triggered. Emotions are triggered at the subconscious level. And so any thought that you may have or any outside circumstance that is being processed by the subconscious mind, which is where it's processed first all the time, is going to trigger any one of a few core emotions, happiness, sadness, contempt, guilt, shame, love. Mm. And so based on the meaning of the stimuli, and the stimuli could be a thought that you have or something you're looking at, an automatic processing has occurred that labels that occurrence either positive or negative, dangerous or not. And based on the meaning that your subconscious mind has placed on that, the neurochemicals in the subconscious mind are released. If it's something to be happy Mm -hmm. about, something to be elated about, something to be joyful about, something to be excited about, then you're going to release dopamine, maybe serotonin, maybe even oxytocin if there's people around you, and those make you feel good. The happy hormones. (laughs) Happy hormones. If, on the other hand, you know, there's, possible danger you might lose money you might get physically mentally emotionally spiritually hurt and there's even a slightest risk of danger or 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 pain your brain's going to release cortisol epinephrine or 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 norepinephrine which is the the high alert highly focused increase the heartbeat increase the sweat glands uh Mm. change blood pressure hormones 
which causes you to almost feel retracted with anxiety and a little bit of stress in case you've got to run for your life or you've got to make a quick decision to get away from danger. So when our subconscious emotions trigger the neurochemistry that flows through our body, we have something called a feeling or a sensation, and that is the conscious awareness Mm. of the vibration that this molecular structure we call a body is, is feeling at the moment. Now, the average, okay, that makes sense? Yeah, the feelings, well, they're all vibration, but the feeling is more vibratory, more... Well, no, the feeling is more conscious awareness of it. We are at that stage, okay, if we're aware of it. So feeling is a word we use to basically describe I'm consciously aware of the vibration that's flowing through my body right now. Right. That's what the word feeling is. And feeling can also be, you know, I'm consciously aware that something isn't right in my environment right now because that's where our intuition comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that the makes key sense. is to that understand that feelings are nothing more than signals, just like when you're driving your car and a light bulb might pop on your dash. It's a signal to pay attention. Mm. It's not a signal okay. to take a hammer and hit right. the light. It's a signal to pay attention. So then you can go to a higher cortical function called thinking. Why am I feeling this? Why, mm-hmm. why am I experiencing this disempowering or negative you know, sensation or feeling? It gives you a chance to analyze and then recalibrate and make new decisions. So disempowering mm-hmm. thoughts, if it's not life-threatening, could actually be used as your fuel for success because you already have the neurochemistry associated with stress. And now if you focus your attention on what is it that you want to do and achieve, you'll actually activate the motor cortex in your brain to take action upon it. But most people Mm. put on the brakes or hit the light uh, and and don't pay attention to it. Right. These are little... So feelings, that's underscoring feelings being really important. Because then, then you can decide. Very important, yeah, and to listen. You can change. You can change a feeling in somebody's state in less than one second, and that mm. change happens yeah. because of a neurochemical change. You cannot have mm-hmm. okay a state change without a neurochemical change. So you can influence thoughts or emotions yeah. and feelings through physiology, but you can also influence physiology through thoughts that, that you have and, and feelings that you can create. Right. Fascinating. Okay. Now we've got a question from Tamara in the chat. Um, inner size. Oh, could you give an example of an inner size? Sure. Obviously you have them in the book. Inner size number one. Yeah. Inner size number. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so, so one of the key inner sizes is called take six, calm the circuits. So I shared with everybody the second inner size, which is Aya, but take six, calm the circuits is all around understanding that when you are in a state of stress, fear, doubts, mm-hmm. anxiety, uncertainty, any of the stuff that doesn't feel good, 
the first thing that you need to do is take six deep breaths, but in a very specific way. You take an inhale mm-hmm. through your nose, breathing in for about four or five seconds if you can. And then when you breathe out, pretend that you're breathing out through a straw so that all your focus is on getting all of the air out through the end of the straw. And when you do this six to ten times, six to ten times, we can show in a brain scan imaging um, 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 machine that the fear or stress or anxiety or uncertainty center deactivates and blood flow goes back to the thinking part of your brain instead of the stress and fear side of your brain. And so remember earlier I talked about there's an Einstein part of your brain, the Frankenstein part of your brain? Yes. So when Einstein is active, you're in your imagination. You're, you've got the highest ability to solve a problem. You've got the, the universe at your, uh, at your brain tip, shall I say. And when you're in a stressed or anxiety-laden or fearful state, that blood flow is actually sucked away from Einstein and you go into that Frankenstein mode of fear and mm-hmm. doubt, and that perpetuates more self-fulfilling doom loops. And so what you want to do is when you take six, calm the circuits, you recalibrate the brain first so you can elicit one of the key members of your brain, and that's Einstein. And then you go to Aya, which is inner size number two, and now you're focusing on the solution, on the result, on the goal, Mm -hmm. on the happiness, on whatever it is that you want. And those two inner sizes are paramount. And like I mentioned, I have um, for every one of the inner sizes, I think the first eight of them, I'm giving people the audio-guided brain training audios when they get the book at ignitemybrain.com. Wow, okay. So let's, just me doing it one breath just was very re- relaxing. I don't know. I felt very focused, very centered. Yeah. So you're... Um, yeah, changing. So I guess what also I'm hearing this is then it's it's going to create positive, you know, or life-enhancing routines. So in a way, you're modifying the behavior. Well, you're interrupting. Absolutely. It sounds like you're doing a pattern interrupt and modifying the behavior to then make those changes that create a better habit, a more life-enhancing habit. You got it. Habit. That's exactly habit. correct. That's exactly okay. right. So you can have... You know, we have automatic, you know, thoughts. Some are negative, some are positive. We have automatic emotions. Some are negative, some are positive. We have automatic behaviors. Some move us towards what we want to achieve and some don't. And so the key is to know which one do I stop and how, and then how do I create new ones that are going to be more empowering and more fulfilling for my life? Mm -hmm. Now, we have another question, John, from Denise in the chat. Uh, does John have any comments on the heart, quote-unquote, brain, and the gut brain? Yeah, good uh, point. I've got a lot of talk about the so, brain. Is, oh, do you? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so there's an enormous amount of research, you know, around our second brain being in our gut and the trillions of gut microbes that we have. Um, and so there's a lot of research, and that's where the old saying says, you know, um, uh, trust your gut, 
that's because we uh, a mm-hmm. lot of times just feel it there. We feel it in that solar plexus area. And so there's an intelligence mm-hmm. there in our gut microbes. So trust it. Uh, and then uh, the work you mentioned earlier with heart math, um, there's a lot of research as well that there's an intelligence, you know, to the heart also. And so um, when you can align your brain, your mind with your heart, with your gut, um, then you have harmony. Uh, there's a model that I teach mm-hmm. as well called the okay. SEMP model, S-E-M-P, is when you can align the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical sides of your being, you have harmony and alignment. And so the same as, you know, mm-hmm. the brain, the, the heart, and the gut. Um, there's, there's uh, you know, lots of amazing research on that. And by the way, the inner size, mm-hmm. take six, and the AYA inner size um, are both geared towards activating your heart intelligence also. Mm, okay. That's great. So it ties that, that in. Um, yeah, the whole idea that there's this speaking between the heart and the brain, um, the brain process or heart processing information um, as well. So that seems to be, I don't know, the last 10, 11 years or so. Um, there seems to be a lot more focus now, refocus on the brain uh, John, do you, do you do you see that and, and understanding the brain more and, and using it um, more consciously? Are you finding that? Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, think about the era that we're in right now, right? You know, people are living longer, mm-hmm. but not in some cases not better because of dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all diseases of the brain. And so, you know, insurance companies, health companies are spending billions of dollars trying to understand what's going mm-hmm. on. And so it's in those tests that we started doing, you know, 20 years ago and discovering neuroplasticity and discovering different circuits in the brain and having better technology and the computer ability to analyze these massive amounts of data um, that we started to discover different things about the brain. And that's why I got so fascinated with it, you know, about 13 years ago and started doing work with some of the top neuroscientists and neuropsychologists in the world is we move from uh, research on cadavers to research on real live human brains. And so we wow. can see things today. I mean, think about, you know, the uh, advancements we've made in cell phone technology. The cell phone that people mm-hmm. use today has got um, hundreds, if not thousands of times more power than the computers that we use to put a rocket ship and humans on the moon. And so if you think about, you know, telephones from before, we had telephones with wires connected to the wall. You know, then we had those big, chunky um, mobile phones. uh, And then we have these small little computers that are fingertips. So the advancements that we've had in the last 20 years uh, has been unbelievable. Well, the same thing's happening in the world of the brain. We are diving deeper and deeper and deeper into understanding the brain, the circuits, the neurochemistry, the hormones, uh, and we're understanding how to use it better uh, and how to let go of what's not working for us and how to activate and get what we want to work for us. And that's why I said earlier, most people don't ha- even have the beginner's manual for using their brain better, even though it's really pretty easy. And, I mean, that's an, uh, the reason, one of the reasons I wrote Intersize. I've got hundreds of thousands of clients around the world that are training their brain every day using our Intersizes. Oh, and I the love results it. are the 
They're losing weight and keeping it off. They're making more money at work. They're starting businesses and they're successful. Wow. Their relationships are better. Their health is better. They're getting off medications that they've been on for years. Um, everything is possible because it starts in your brain. And, but if you don't know mm-hmm. how to use it better, it's the most powerful tool in the known universe. And most people don't have any idea how to use it. They know they have a brain, but very few people say, well, here's how I know how to use my brain better. Well, I'm mm-hmm. giving people that user's manual, and um, they can get the book on Amazon, or if they want all the gifts that come with it, they can go to ignitemybrain.com. Ignitemybrain.com. Okay. Now, what is, you also have the NeuroGym Intersize. Now, is that your company? What is the Neuro? Is, how does that interface yeah. with the Intersize? Yeah, NeuroGym is my company, and I, and, I, and I started building NeuroGym about five years ago um, when I realized that people wanted to learn how to uh, let go of, of the fears that hold them back. Uh, people wanted to learn how to set goals and achieve goals. People wanted to learn you know, how to let go of limiting beliefs and the stories and the excuses that hold them back. Uh, there are people that wanted to uh, learn how to achieve more of their life's goals and dreams. And so I started NeuroGym, and I started offering people some just amazing programs to build their, uh, build and strengthen their mindset and their emotional skills uh, and their goal setting and goal planning skills so that they can achieve more goals. And so, yeah, myneurogym.com is our website, and we do a lot of free events to to teach people. Uh, And then obviously we have our, you know, programs that our clients pay us for, and um, what I want to do for um, the physical body uh, that gyms do uh, is I want to do for the mm-hmm. brain and for people's, you know, I want to strengthen people's mindset so that they can achieve more goals and dreams because it's your mindset that's, uh, that's what's holding you back. It's, it's really not nothing that's else. That's right. Oh, I so agree. We've got Denise in the chat that's saying thank you. Love the gifts with it, John. I guess she's gone to the website. Thank you. So love the gifts. Awesome. Yeah, with um, What is in your research? What is the perhaps prevailing, or you know, maybe the overall link with all the the um, people that you've researched, the experts? Is there one common commonality or common theme or prevailing thesis or importance? One salient point that seems to come out where people are either awed or wowed by it or saying, you know, yes. this is it. This is the, is there? Okay. What I'm curious to that. Yeah. Uh, they call it the discovery of the decade. And so what's the Ooh. discovery of the decade? The discovery of the decade um, in the seventies and, and even in the eighties, uh, up until that time, you know, we've, we've been walking earth for God knows how many, you know, uh, years, um, 105 billion humans have been on planet Earth. And up until the most recent, you know, 20 years, 15, 10 years, five years, uh, up until 20 years ago, we thought that we were hardwired uh, and that we were born mm. a certain way and that the brain wouldn't change and we couldn't change. And that's where, you know, that saying, you're just like your mother, you're just like your father came from because we were seeing these propensities like our parents or grandparents, et cetera, or our uncles or aunts. Well, the discovery um, um, that came about through some of the work that a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Merzenich, made was that we are not hardwired 
our brain is actually pliable mm-hmm. and more like plastic and clay, where we are building new connections every second of every day. It's called neuroplasticity, wow. right? So neuroplasticity okay. says that regardless of how old you are, regardless of you know, how hard-headed you are and how stubborn you are, you can change. Mm. You can create new patterns that can alter your life. And so my wow. whole body of work, uh, I'm considered you know, a neuroplastician, where I help people create the new patterns in their brains that. that are empowering, positive, confident, certain in the fastest way possible using the methodologies we've developed. Ah, love it, John. We so need this. We so, um, oh gosh. Yeah. I kind of, the last, I don't know, two or three years have really woken up to that neuroplasticity and changing the mindset, the possibility. I mean, I have a very limited knowledge on it and I've done some stuff, but I'm fascinated and I think it's just amazing that people like you are really, you know, it's your passion and you're diving into it because we do need to learn it, the manual, you know, just like working out. When you, you know, you learn yoga, you take a yoga class or you become a teacher, a, you know, a master of it or meditation, you have to, you know, you train. There's a manual. you got to learn. You know, as a dancer, there's a manual. Yeah, we, we haven't had that, you know, for the brain. Um, but I, I agree, yep. boy, the, the thought that we're not I mean, hardwired, I mean, that really opens your world that's up, right. right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. I, I want to just piggyback on what you just said. Um, mm-hmm. You said we have to learn how to use it. Well, you have to learn how to use your hands to write. You have to learn how to use your oh, feet true. to walk. You have to learn how to put food in your mouth and chew. Uh, you have to learn uh, all this stuff. Well, uh, you have to learn how to drive, ride a bike, sew, play chess, play checkers, paint. Um, and, and you learn through you know, either an instructor or through a book or through TV or your teachers. Um, when was the last time you took a class learning how to use your brain better? Right. Your brain's the most powerful yeah, of all of the computers in the world. Where's your user's manual? Mm. Like, where is, here's step one, here's step yeah. two, here's step three, do this, don't do that. When this happens, yeah. do that. It, it doesn't exist until yeah. now. And that's why I that's wrote right. exercise. Oh, so great. So needed. Got a question in the chat. Um, is he teaching at the Brainathon here in San Diego on the 24th? You're going to located you're very near me in San Diego. Hmm? Um, You'll be able to watch it online um, by signing okay, up for the Brainathon. And there's, um, the Brainathon is where I get together with five or six or seven other world-renowned brain experts, and we do a whole day of teaching people how to use their brains better to win the game of money specifically so that they can make enough money to do all the other things they want to do in their lives. And so we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, an all-day event. They can sign up all online at uh, Brainathon123 com brain one two three dot com and it's free uh, they can come for you know an hour or two or three or four or five and um, uh, we've had over over a million people attend our brainathons in the last uh, oh, several wow. years okay. and they're so powerful and I bring on experts from you know whether it's Harvard or Stanford or Oxford or 
you know, wherever, um, you know, wherever we uh, find the best trainers and teachers. And so um, it's an awesome, awesome event. Okay. Tamara just put the link in the chat. So anybody can sign oh, up you, for it and it's online. Yeah. Thank you. It's online. It's online. Just, you know, on your computer. Absolutely. And just that's why I've got time for one more question. I've got to get on another interview. Okay. Let's see. Um, I think that's about it. The main thing is how to read the, the book, Inner Size, The Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. Obviously, it's on Amazon, but if um, give me the website again, it, um, IgniteYourMind.com. IgniteMyBrain. IgniteMyBrain.com. And that's for the goodies, IgniteMyBrain.com. Well, what happens is, yeah, if they go to IgniteMyBrain.com, they'll see all of the uh, bonuses they get for ordering one book or five books or ten books. Uh, and then they go to Amazon, okay. buy it, uh, and then they come back to the website and put in their uh, receipt, and then we'll give them access to all of their bonuses, which are uh, some videos that go with the book to train them better, and there's eight brain training audios. Um, and so if somebody buys one book, there's about $400 in real gifts that they're going to get as a result of that to help them. Beautiful. Okay, perfect. All right. John, this has been great. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on Awakening. Um, well, it's been thank great you so to have very you much. on the program. What a joy. Awesome. Well, great yes. show. Take good care. And, uh, great, great hostess. And thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. Keep shining. Bye. You too. Oh, what a great gift. Love his presence and very insightful. Um, let's see, we've got Master Psychic Teacher Brenda. I've been teaching this since 1960. Wonderful, wonderful, Brenda. Wow. Um, okay, let's see. Boy, I guess go to ignitemybrain.com if you want to find out about the Brainathon as well. Um, I'm sure you can just Google him. And again, we had on John Asaroff, and we've been discussing. Um, his book, Inner Size, The Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. Um, yay, I love it, I love it. Wow, such good, good stuff, good stuff. Good to be here with all of you as well. Um, boy, the chat was on fire with this. Um, I love the idea of the Einstein brain and the Frankenstein. The Frank, well, I, I always are talking about... Um, Master psychic things always helps to understand our intuitive. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, but in some ways, I think there's been more research on the intuitive than the brain. I mean, the, the whole fact that that we're not hardwired. I mean, that frees us up. But Tamara, you had put yes, it ties into my workshops that I've been doing the tele workshops. Liberate your life because you're working with changing the mindset um, as well as high vibes. So. Um, I just think there's something in the zeitgeist right now about, and again, I look at it metaphysically. We've cleared enough emotionally. We understand that, but now we're working, you know, the new age, the Aquarian age is about the mind, right? Aquarius rules, I know. The key phrase for Aquarius is I know. And I know I love being here every Wednesday with all of you, and I love you all. <laughs> so, um Questions or comments or guest suggestions, topic suggestions, um, please email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. You can also use that email to sign up for the monthly um, soul path happenings and the energetic and psychic forecast. 
Um, you can go to my blog, soulplayground.life. There are um, other uh, tools there, soul support, and, of course, my YouTube channel as well. So always great to connect with all of you. Um, I'm so in gratitude for all of you, and I'm definitely in gratitude also for our guest, John Asaroff, um, author of Inner Size, The Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. Let's unlock it, baby. Let's unlock the love. All right, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving for those of you that celebrate that. Otherwise, just happy gratitude, gratitude for all of you, and continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritledliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritledliving.com. Keep awake.